Hello everyone! My name is Amanda and I am a student at Swiss Hotel Management School. And today I am super super happy to introduce our amazing guest, Megan. Today she will tell us all about her life and her journey to her position today. For everyone who doesn't know this podcast, this is a part of the preparations for our big event, our human-oriented hospitality, that takes place on the 2nd of December. All information related to the event you can find on our Instagram and LinkedIn, World of Hospitality underscore 2021. Okay, so let's start. Okay, so welcome, Megan. Hi, Amanda. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Wonderful, thanks. Okay, so for everyone in our audience that haven't met you or don't know who you are, could you please introduce yourself a little bit more about what you do, who you are, and yeah, your life, basically? Sure, sure. So my name is Megan Kennedy. I'm originally from New Jersey, um, and I've been living here in Costa Rica for the past 10 years. In, the past, in, my, in my past life, before I came to Costa Rica, I used to publish books. I was working in Oxford University Press, and I also published travel guide books. I did that for 10 years based in New York City. And in the last 10 years, I've been based in Costa Rica, working in the hospitality and tourism business. Yep. And most recently, I started with Selena about four years ago, four and a half years ago now, actually. Uh, and I've been, I've been loving every minute of it. It's been a really fascinating uh, journey. Okay, so you said you have had this job for four years, yes? Correct. Mm-hmm. So what inspired you to pursue a career in this field? So it's very interesting. Actually, when I first moved to Costa Rica, my intention was to only be here for one year. I thought I would teach English as a second language, and then I would go back to New York City and go back to book publishing. Um, mm-hmm. But very randomly, I fell into, uh, I filled in for a friend of mine to wait tables, and I hadn't done it in, in many, 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 many years. And I didn't really have my Spanish skills were not quite great at that point. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't really understand the exchange rate and everything else. But nonetheless, I fell in love with it. And and what I really fell in love with was um, hospitality as an, as an industry and as a, as a passion, um, and primarily being able to connect people to the, the most wonderful experience in my life, which has been travel. So connecting people to different cultures and different languages and different foods, a bit of the history of the, the region that I was in, and watching other people enjoy that and really open up and being able to connect was something that I found uh, really inspiring and really, really um, it became my passion. So after about, I was working uh, for some, some colleagues and then uh, went into business with my partner. We ran a few of our own restaurants and hotels and Selena, the Selena Hotels came to, to Costa Rica and I went and met with um, the, the, the directors at that time. And I started off my career with Selena as the general manager of Selena Manuel Antonio, because there was just about four and a half years ago. And mm-hmm. I started in that position. And then after a year, I was promoted to run uh, Costa Rica, managing the 10 properties we have in Costa Rica. And then the following year, I took over uh, looking after Central America. And now currently, I'm the the vice president of operations for Central America and South America uh, for Selena Hotels. Wow, that's quite a journey. It's a lot of positions you had. (laughs) You like challenges going up forward and pushing yourself? I do, for sure. I think a couple of things that have have been a great... um, discovery for me is that number one, the company of Selena is, is two things. It's very disruptive. Um, we are doing something totally new in the hospitality industry yes. uh, and we are a startup. And so that means that when you work at a startup and we, we've just, we're just about to complete six years total of, of the company and business. Um, we're starting our seventh in a few months. When you're working for a startup, what that means is you, uh, you know, there's a lot of passion. There's a lot of dedication. There's a lot of mistakes. <laughs> there's a lot of confusion. <laughs> Uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot of things we get wrong, but mo- we get more things right than wrong usually. Uh, and there's a lot of learnings. And so that's, that's been the best part about my job is that it's very, it's never boring. Uh, there's, there's different challenges every day. Uh, and then you throw, of course, COVID into the mix. And we had, you know, of the, of, of the past four and a half years, 
uh, that challenge was was obviously um, unexpected and 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 felt by by all all the people in the world, uh, but most certainly in the in the hospitality industry. So so for sure that was a challenging time where we really had to had to test our determination and had to test the also the business model, you know, to make sure that this business model was going to work. And and I can say confidently that it has proven itself to be a, a, a great model for hospitality and certainly for the future of travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really aligns with the trends right now as being of digital maths and everything like that. So Correct, I, I, yeah. me, me too. I enjoy the concept a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So you told us about your journey from like, you got to start as a general manager for Mando Antonio. So how mm-hmm. long was the process like from getting there to the position that you have to not like you have today or, or now basically? So I would say in the, the total trend, the total trend or the total transition was just under four years, but I, I didn't set out necessarily to have this position in particular. I, I will say that whatever job I've had, I've been very lucky in my life that um, I've worked in two distinct industries, one being publishing and one being hospitality. Mm-hmm. And both I've had a, a real genuine passion for what I do and have been fortunate to, to really love what I do. So uh, that means that my personal goal has always been to do my personal best and to make myself mm-hmm. proud. Um, of course, I want to do well for the business and I want to drive the business forward and I want to um, make as much profit as we can. But more importantly, I want to I want to feel proud about what I'm doing and feel dedicated to what I'm doing. And once that happens, your your results are, are, are magnified. So I can't say that I specifically set out with X goal in mind, but my goal was always to uh, do the best job that I can, uh, both for myself personally, for my customers and also for the company. And that has led me to to be successful in terms of in terms of moving up in, in the positions. Um, I will say also that I, I'm very grateful that I came into this position a little bit later in life. Many of our general managers are, are younger. I currently am right now, I'm 44. So I started here with these guys when I was 40. And I mm-hmm. think that that helped because I'd had a se- separate career prior. prior. Um, yeah. I like to say, I think I'm still young enough to be to have lots of energy and, and get lots of things done, but I'm <laughs> not so young that everything is new to me, right? So I've had a, had a bit of experience to, to help me along the way. Exactly, yeah. So in this process, what difficulties did you encounter? And well, I can tell you a couple of difficulties, some related to being a woman, some related to being a foreigner and some related to being in a foreign country. So, so it's definitely, it's definitely has been a challenging, a challenging, uh, there have been challenges along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, you know, is just that there's definitely a lot of cultural differences. And one of the best things about travel, which is, which is great about our job is, is really celebrating those differences and being aware <laughs> of them and understanding them and, and being open to them, because I think that that makes your experience better and it makes your ability to connect with the customers better as well. So yep. for my end, what that means is as a New Yorker, I'm a very fast thinker, fast talker, fast moving. Yeah. <laughs> and I came into Costa Rica, which is what the land of Pura Vida, we call it, the, the land of good, the good life. Um, and Latin American culture is just by nature a bit slower. So for me, it was um, learning how to manage those frustrations and turning them into opportunities. That, that was one I would say as a cultural challenge. And particularly as a woman, I would say that it definitely is. There is a bit of uh, I think that there's a bit of, you have to prove yourself a little bit harder. And I think mm-hmm. I had to doubly prove myself because not only was I a woman, but not, not only am I a woman, but also I am a foreigner, right? So there's a mm-hmm. little bit of resistance sometimes to that, where I have to, um, I have to get over my ego and try to understand that this is, this is a, a good challenge for me uh, and communicate clearly. But I do feel that, yes, for sure, I've had to prove myself sometimes a bit more than, than maybe my male colleagues or my, the, 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 the colleagues that are from, from the country themselves. Yes, and also to fill our in our audience, as many of you know, one of our subcategories this year is women empowerment. So I immediately thought of you since I actually met you during my internship as well. Yes. So since we are on that topic already, do you see a lot of women in positions like your own or 
How what is the percentage? Like is it fifty fifty or more? Maybe seventy sixty. I can tell you that in Selena, um, the culture has very is is very uh, e- e- equal uh, in 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 terms of in terms of there's no there's I don't I have not witnessed anybody not being able to be promoted because of their sex. That for sure hasn't hasn't been an, an impact. Um, but on on the balance, for sure, there are more men in power than women at this time. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think it's necessarily a cultural thing, but I do think it's something that we need to kind of keep an eye on, you know, to make sure that that's, that is addressed going forward. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I can say is that we do have a, um, a female CFO in Selena. We do have a female head of HR as well. So I think that the company has, has looked to, to put people in high, high positions uh, that are diverse, not, not also just not women, but also we have, we have a very diverse team in terms of ages, in terms of sexual orientation, yep. in terms of um, location and language. And I think that that, that diversity, um, especially amongst the leadership team, helps to drive a better, more well-rounded experience. Yeah. So do you think it is important to promote female leaders? Sure. Yeah, I do. I do. For sure I do. For sure I do. I, th- I think it's something that you can't necessarily, um, I, I wouldn't say to do it in, in the in the, at the, at the, as, as it's the only expense, but for sure I think that it can be easy to not, uh, to not incorporate if it's not done uh, cognizantly. Mm. So for sure it has to be, it has to be taken seriously. Mm. Uh, that's really great to hear. <laughs> So, um, what was it? What is it like? I mean, you as a woman also have like this position that you have. How is if? How does it feel to have this responsibility and also kind of power? You know, being head of region or head of the countries. Like, how is that? Is it like heavy on the shoulders, or how? How do you feel at having all these responsibilities? For sure, I, I take it very seriously, and I think that one of the one of the key things um, that I, I have noticed is um, emotional intelligence plays a plays a huge factor in, in good leadership, and I and mm-hmm. I say that very very seriously because um, I have a, a bit of experience as being a leader and a manager. I have a lot of experience in the financial background area of making sure that we know how to interpret our PLs and make decisions based on data. But one of the, the things that I think that I particularly bring uh, to the balance is emotional intelligence and emotional and emotional leader, leadership. So meaning that I can understand. What motivates my staff uh, on a broad scale, as opposed to simply, you know, the, the compensation package or simply the, the salary yeah. or whatever the case is. So I think that that's been a key to my success. Is um, number one having empathy with your with your team. Uh, mm-hmm. Empathy is not the same as weakness, right? I think that sometimes people confuse the two. People think that if you're empathetic uh, or that you're caring, that you're you're weak. I I, I am a walking model of that's not true. <laughs> I can be <laughs> empathetic, but that doesn't mean that I am a pushover. It doesn't mean that I accept you know, bad behavior or repetitively bad behavior. So I think that that's been a great kind of component to my leadership style, like showing also my GMs that are that are both male and female and uh, just showing my GMs by, by, by maintaining that level of empathy, maintaining that level of uh, integrity and authenticity, but not letting that veer into uh, forgiveness for, for bad behavior, forgiveness for bad mistakes. Of course, of course. Okay, moreover, so um, what kind of personal, you know, qualities, personality, abilities do you think are important for doing it well, such as your well? I think um, I would say first and foremost, and this is something I had to learn, it was not, I was not naturally this way, was, uh, is, is active listening. Um, mm-hmm. I think that sometimes when, you, when you've been doing a job for a while or when you've been in a position for a while, you tend to sometimes say, yeah, 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 I know the answer to that, or yeah, yeah, I've already experienced that once before. And so you, you jump to conclusions. And I definitely can say that that was a mistake that I made earlier on in my career. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, was, I was quick to, to try and solve the problem without actually fully understanding the problem at first. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say definitely I encourage, uh, I encourage like active listening to make sure that you're not just dismissing whatever the problem of today is, as something, as something that you've, you've experienced before. And another thing that, that, that COVID really helped us with, because 
<laughs> nobody has ever experienced that before, right? So, exactly. so every, everything for that was that year, a year and a half was really new. It was a really big curveball. It was a really big learning lesson and an opportunity to to really, you know, understand uh, both from the, from the legal aspects and the, and, the, and the professional aspects and the financial aspects and the also the human aspects of how to how to better manage. Um, so I would say that, that that's definitely uh, definitely a, a key skill set. Um, and then the other thing I think is um, is also it sounds like a cliche, but I think just leading by leading by example. You know, I I, I absolutely feel like uh, the people who are going to have the most success and the most loyal uh, team, and, and and not that loyalty is a top quality, but it is a key quality uh, mm-hmm. in their team. They have to they have to feel that you are actually in it with them, right? So that you are yeah. you are actually really in in the in the struggles with them, and then sharing both in the successes and the failures, and that will that will um, help them align to the the, the, the shared goal. Okay, so for our audience, do you have any like suggestions on career planning that you can like share with us, or you have sure. thoughts? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I, I you know it's it's something that I feel. Um, I, I think two things, and, and and this one sounds a little bit vague, but I think as 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 if you look at it sincerely, it's it's not quite as vague. The first thing is being open to all possibilities. I think mm-hmm. that sometimes there's a there's a tendency to follow a very strict career path or a very strict, uh, you know, a pro- series of progressions, right? Mm-hmm. And if I, if I had done that, I, I went to a, you know, I, I went to a Jesuit college, I, I studied very hard, I, you know, got out of my, my I got out of college and I worked, started working in, in publishing and I was working my way up the corporate ladder. And so if I hadn't taken this chance to come to Costa Rica and I hadn't taken this chance to wait tables 10 years ago, I don't think I, I would have never planned to be in this position. It, it, you know, is, that's what I mean to say. So being open to opportunity and being open to possibilities that might be outside of your comfort zone or be outside of your like intended or expected plan can really, really enhance your um, potential for not only success, but happiness, you know, like personal growth and personal happiness by, mm-hmm. by allowing yourself to kind of uh, go down, take, do that mental exercise of saying, what happens if I do something that's not on my prescribed path? Or what happens if I consider a role outside of what I've been doing for so long? I think it really, uh, yeah, like I said, allows you to, to open yourself up to not only success financially and professionally, uh, but also a, set, a sense of happiness you know, and self-satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Have you ever looked back thinking about the publishing business? I have only looked back with with uh, with like uh, uh, good feelings about my time in the publishing business, and I've never mm-hmm. looked back and thought, oh, I, I must go back to that. You know, mm-hmm. I've only thought about that was a great lesson, and I really enjoyed that time in my life. Um, but what that means to me is also, as much as I enjoy hospitality, and I have no no desire to leave it right now, I also don't rule out another career change in the future. Right? You know, I've been doing this for ten years. I did that for ten years. I definitely am very happy in what I'm at. I'm definitely very fulfilled in what I'm doing. But I still keep that sense of potential, you know, that, that, that sense of potential, like be keeping your eyes open. And that doesn't mean actively always looking for another job. That just means being aware of opportunities when they arrive. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's I think that's very important uh, also for our audience, our students, that sometimes it's really good to just be open to see what's going to happen, basically. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I think it's I think it's, you know, 80 percent planning. 10, 10%, you know, luck and 10% being yeah. open, to, open to it, you know, there's a, there's a lot that goes into it. Most, most, most of it's hard work, right? But, but some of it is being open to, open to the possibilities. Of course. So our industry, I mean, it's fast. The hospitality industry and service industry in whole is very, very fast. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, trends and developments. So would you mind sharing some like ideas of develops and developments you think might happen or is right now or sure. trends that you like? For sure, I, I I really love the the co-working trend. Um, it's something that, uh, as we mentioned at the beginning of this this conversation, Selena has always had the component of the co-working as part of its office. So we're a bit ahead of the curve 
of thinking about that creative community and that that potential community, that digital nomad community that yeah. wants to blend um, like the non-office life with getting getting work done. You know, that, that doesn't make that doesn't mean them they're any less serious or any less um, qualified or, 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 or strong uh, professionals. It just means mm-hmm. that they choose to, to, to work outside of the, the traditional office. So that was a part of our brand when we launched six, almost seven years ago now. And of course, COVID has sped that up, right? COVID has yep. sped that up to the point where now we don't, we don't anticipate uh, ever really returning fully to the, the office life as it was prior to, prior to COVID. And, and for me, that's a, that's a great trend, not only in travel, but also in, um, in, uh, in sort of like self um, self expression and, and and being able to be uh, being able to, being able to be uh, productive, but also not necessarily change the kind of traditional stereotypical roles of what that product productivity means. Yep. Um, so that's a that's a trend that I definitely think will will continue to impact us all. Something else that I'm noticing um, is that we are having a much longer length of stay, or so yeah. people are coming. You know, they're coming to to get the benefits of vacationing, which means they want to take a surf lesson and they want to go zip lining, but they also also actually want to be here for a month or two months or three months. Um, so they're being able to give them that, that freedom uh, to, to be able to extend their stay. Uh, so what we've, we've noticed that is definitely happening. And um, that's due to a couple of reasons. Obviously, I think uh, the world, obviously, as we just discussed, allowing uh, employers, allowing their employees to do that is number one. Number two is companies, and, excuse me, governments allowing the policies for extended stays to, ha- to happen. So I think when you hear about the digital nomad tourist, tourist visa, that, of course, will have an impact on it. Yeah. Uh, and, how does, and that does definitely impact our business because, of course, the rate has to be adjusted for someone who's staying at longer term. Yep. Um, but that doesn't that doesn't necessarily that's not necessarily a bad thing. It just means that we have to adjust our, our offering. Right. So what else can we offer to this customer that wants to be here for long term in the ways of uh, meal packages, in the ways of travel and tours, excursions that it's not going to be like a vacationer who's going to come here and every single day they're going to do something new and exciting as a travel and tour because they're only going to be in Costa Rica for 10 days. Right. So these people are going to be here for three months, maybe even longer. And so we have to kind of cater to that that new, that new model. And I, and I, I appreciate that. And I, I enjoy that, that challenge right now. Yes. I would say a lot of people that I met too were, I mean, sure. Some of them were on vacation, had shorter stays and some had longer. And I feel that more and more people want to stay longer to get to know the country more than only be vacationing and, you know, being in the sun and, you know, stuff like that. So I I totally agree with you. And and I think Amanda, that's another reason why I think part of Selena's platform is so crucial to this type of traveler right now. Because, for example, exactly what you said, I, I, I agree with. People are also more interested in, like, they, of course, they want to come and party and, and listen to a DJ and, and you know, and do all yeah. that. But they also have more of a connection to the culture. So they're also taking more, like, the ceviche making classes and language classes and, um, okay. and, and, and the history of the walking tour. What's the cultural significance of this, of this area? Uh, has, 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 I've, I've seen a spike in that type of not only programming, but interest in that programming, right? So people yeah. are making that connection to the culture in a much more profound way than I think they did in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we actually have our last question right now. And the last question is always fun. So we wonder, everyone is wondering, what is the best memory that you have from this job? Oh, what a good question. Um, Well, I have some very funny mistake memories. Um, I can share one or two of those. So one of my mistake memories when I was learning Spanish, uh, I had studied Spanish in, in college, but it was many, many years before I came to Costa Rica. And so my Spanish was getting better and better every day. Uh, but I had a colleague of mine who was um, he was a surf surf instructor, was a very nice guy, really really easygoing, spoke perfect English and Spanish. So every time he came into the restaurant, he would let, let me practice my Spanish with him, and I didn't have to feel embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And so one time he came into the restaurant, and I was waiting on him, and and I um, he asked me, uh, Megan, ¿es tiene una sugerencia? And I responded, No, we don't have that type of fish here. But una sugerencia means a suggestion. 
So basically oh he asked me, Megan, do you have a suggestion for, the, for dinner? And I re- responded by saying, no, we don't have that kind of fish here. So, <laughs> so I, can say, I can say the lesson there to me is, um, is obviously humility, like being humble in your work, you know, and also not sweating the small stuff, you know, but re- realizing that part of tourism and part of traveling and part of cultures is laughing at our own mistakes and laughing at those kind of cultural nuances and those mistakes mm-hmm. along the way that actually make the experience more, more rich and more rewarding. And um, so I would say that's, that's definitely one of my, my big learnings and big, you know, uh, uh, good memories is that for all the stress you can put on yourself and all of the hard work, sometimes you have to laugh about the, the, the little mistakes along the way. Yeah, that's what kind of makes us human. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And what's also what makes connecting with other people in other cultures fun, right? Like that's why, why, why we do Always. this, right? Yeah. Yes, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. Thank you so much. <laughs> sure, sure. Great to talk to you, Amanda. Thank you, for, thank you for reaching out. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I hope you have a lovely day. (laughs) Bye-bye now. (laughs) Okay, everyone. One little reminder about our events that we have, our human-oriented hospitality that is going to be on the 2nd of December. Don't forget that all information you can find on our LinkedIn and Instagram pages. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you in the next episode of our podcast.